0: saying that. No, not that. Your Mueller report crap. Are you going to claim to me (sighs) that the Mueller report's about to come out? Wow. Is that what you're going to say? Thanks for the moral support. Is that what you're going to say? I heard in the news this morning. It's expected to come out Thursday or Friday. I was actually going to take the time to Google it and come up with all the stories that have (laughs) been out in the past two years of the Mueller report. Rumor is the Mueller report will come out this weekend going back. I'll I'll bet I could find one from at least a year ago. No, I wasn't going to say that. What I was going to say is there are more rumors in Washington, D.C. than there are egos and liars. And the latest rumor is that the Mueller report may be out today or tomorrow. Now, settle down. Because it's going to take probably weeks, a few weeks, for the Justice Department to go through it and figure out which part is classified, which is not, which unnecessarily would impugn innocent people, and and which wouldn't, and what part you can see, because, and if you don't understand this, we've talked about it before, but often, the cops or the FBI will say, I mean, for instance uh, positive Sean over there he's suspected of conspiring with the government to pick a country, Sean, I'll let you pick, since you're the defendant. Uh, Amsterdam Amsterdam is not a country dang it <laughs> Puerto Rico. You, you couldn't conspire if you... M- Milwaukee. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Your people are bad at this. Okay, I, we'll say the Netherlands. So, uh, Positive Sean is accused of of, of conspiring with the Netherlands yes. to, to uh, uh, overthrow his local city council election. They're a bunch of jerks. And so, <laughs> we here at the FBI have investigated Positive Sean now for six months. And we've discovered all sorts of things about his life, his finances, his friends, his lovers, his, his, uh, his subscriptions, his web searches, the rest of it. But it turns out he's as pure as the driven snow. And he hasn't... hear your investigative team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me amend my remarks.
0: Turns out he's not guilty of conspiring with the Netherlands, okay? All of that stuff we found out, though, is, is there in the report, at least potentially, and so the Justice Department has got to go through it and say, well, positive. Sean didn't do anything wrong. We're not going to air all of his semi-dirty laundry. So it could be weeks after the thing, quote unquote, comes out before anybody hears anything about it. Uh, and of course, people will, will on both sides will scream that you know it's a cover up. How you know. many people will have access to it when it when it comes out? Uh, just the Attorney General? Because the more people you got, the more opportunity for a leak. I mean, Trump has got people in his own Oval Office. Who leak out his schedule and transcripts of phone calls? Right. People that are supposedly on his team. Right. So, uh, man, if there if there's more, oh, it's going to be quite a few people. I would think so. I mean, because the report could be many hundreds of pages. So, so I got to believe it's going to some of it's going to leak out. Of course, stuff will leak out that's not true. So you know, it'd be funny if it was like three sentences. So it looks like some people Trump worked with talked to some Russian guys, but nothing really happened. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for the millions of bucks. It's been an interesting ride. Signed, Old Man Muller. One of the indications that the thing has been wrapping up for the past couple of weeks is a lot of people have gone back to their old jobs. People that had left.
1: Oh, really? You know, really
0: yeah. That, oh, okay. That, in fact, I think that's the key tea leaves to read. People that had been on that, because it was, a you know, you're a top lawyer in D.C., you get hired over to do that. You quit your job. You go over to the Mueller team and everything take like that. You leave. Now you're going back and starting to work for other firms again. Okay, they're right. done with you. And a lot of people have done that, so they think they're yeah. winding down. All right, fair means. enough. Fair enough. Now, whether it takes weeks or months to wind it down, I have no idea. Completely unrelated, but I wanted to mention this. this, this, this have you been following our effort to get... Professor Joshua Clover fired from the University of California, Davis for openly advocating the murder of cops. And, and we never call for anybody's job. We hate when people do this sort of thing. But this is so sick and, even, and egregious. And even still with the things he said, if he were to come out and say, I shouldn't have said that. You know, I was caught up in the hole. I see these black kids getting shot by cops on TV. I shouldn't have said that. That's not the right thing to say. Fine, then I'm done with I you. i say fair enough. Yeah, you get to say crazy things and then say, no, I didn't mean that or apologize or a joke in my world. Right, Me But too. he's continuing to stand by this philosophy. Unlike the current witch hunt for one Tucker Carlson, uh, I say Tucker survives this one. I love his response. If you haven't heard Tucker Carlson's response, we've got to get to that because it's, it's beautiful. But anyway, there's going to be a fire Josh Clover rally at UC Davis, noon to one Pacific time on Friday, according to a freshman there. And, and what freshman would ever lie or get a schedule wrong at college? I probably should have verified this. If, anyway, I, if, I, go, if I go, and I might, I need a chant. I'd like to get a chant started. Oh, you put me on the spot. I've long considered myself a good chant author. Um, and please, hey, hey, ho, ho, Joshua Clover's got to go, please, I'm I'm a professional. (laughs) Okay. No, no, absolutely not. Now, you got to give me a second to think about it. Okay. Because I I can't talk while I think about it, so then there would be dead air. And people would leave. Don't leave. One more quick text, then maybe we'll take a break and come back and talk about how the death penalty may be going away in the country. Plus, I have definitive information on how to get your... Your smartphone battery to last. Yes. Yes. I want to hear that. News. Turn it off. News. Turn it off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Quick text. We got Tim Conway Jr. gave you two a nice shout out on his show last night. Tim Conway Jr. does a radio show in Los Angeles. We met the him. Mighty KFI. We met him at the Big Talk Radio Convention. We were on a panel with him on Friday, and he's one of the funniest SOBs I've ever met in my life, and a charming guy. And yeah, his dad is Tim Conway. Yeah, Gary yeah. yeah. yeah, Burdorf.
1: Yeah, like yeah, uh, I love Sean, those I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I watched well, My I had VHSs of those when I was a child. Tim Conway did a lot of really great things, including Dorf. But uh, I'm not sure I'd lead with that. Yes,
0: Sean. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but, well, he, yeah. uh, Tim Conway gave you guys a shout out on his show. He referenced he's very kind a past show topic and said he enjoyed listening to you, Ding Dong. So it, it, cool. yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's an unbelievable guy. He's just it, it was not unintimidating. Oh my god. To be on a panel with Tim and and our colleagues John and Ken who we've long admired. But it was cool. It was super fun. Talking to the assembled dozens. Yes. Um, Is the death penalty going to go away in this country? I don't know. California is making a start on it. Gavin Newsom, the governor, has announced a Stoppage of some sort. We'll get into some of the details on what it costs, what has been spent, how many people actually get executed, and all that. And I will tell you why. I believe it is absolutely unforgivable that he's doing this,
1: and he's right. Yeah. Is there door shame no. in the Conway family? I didn't want. I didn't mean to insult them. Come on. On the Carol Burnett show, he and Harvey Korman maybe the greatest comedy
0: team of all time. and They're certainly in the argument. <laughs> the door thing was mildly amusing. Putting shoes on your knees.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> sounds... mildly. That is good. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Well, well. Let me see how you are. You're hmm. listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and
0: Getty. The conscience of the of, nation. of the nation.
3: strong and getty show we've
0: had the death penalty in the united states since 77 i think i'm pretty Uh, close to 200 as high as i can go yeah yeah 200 grand yep okay yeah no i'll send it today okay thanks I'm sorry. Uh, I was getting my kid into law school. Oh, awesome. Where were you? Hmm? You got Baxter your dog into Yale. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Photoshopped
1: his head on a rower.
0: (laughs) Well, this rower seems to be (laughs) dog-headed, but this says he's got a 4.0 average. And it came with a check, so... Anyway, (laughs) jump on board, Baxter. (laughs) Baxter Getty has been admitted to Yale. Hilarious. (laughs) So, the, uh, the astoundingly handsome governor of California, one Gavin Newsom, has announced that he's halting the death penalty. And, oh, yeah, we absolutely will get to the proper way to charge your phone to ensure maximum battery life. Our source, I believe, is unimpeachable. That's a la- life hack right there. Yeah. But, so, anyway, the pretty, pretty governor has said, no more uh, death penalty. We're not going to execute anybody. He said, and a quote, our death penalty system has been by any measure a failure. The intentional killing of another person is wrong. Oh, thanks for thanks for sharing that with us, Gavin. I, I tend to agree. Uh, and as governor, I will not oversee the execution of any individual. So he's just anti-death penalty. Right. Well, the people of California have voted over and over on this topic. The legislature of California has voted repeatedly on this topic and said... We want the death penalty.
1: Sean, could you look up polling
0: nationally on the death penalty? I know it's well over 50%. It's in the majority. It even is in California. So it is absolutely inexcusable that with a stroke of the executive pen... A governor would overturn the will of the people in the legislature. That is, and listen, I, I'm not an alarmist. I'm not one of those guys who says this president or that president is the next Hitler. I think anybody who, says, Newsom's the next Hitler. And anybody who says that is a moron. But that's just inexcusable that a governor would do that. Nevada's his Poland. He'll invade when he wants to. Oh, boy. It's just outrageous. On the other hand, our death penalty system, he says, has been by any measure a failure. Well, that's true. Nobody ever gets executed in California because the lawyers who own the legislature, the uh, trial attorneys' lobby, won't let anybody get
1: la- executed.
0: Sure. Uh,
1: fifty-four percent of Americans in favor. This was from a Pew uh, okay. research in June 2018. Okay. I-, I always need to know the what what percent opposed. Uh, I mean, because
0: if it's 54-46, that's one thing, but it's if it's 54-10 to 10 with a bunch undecided, that's a very different...
1: <laughs> 54 are in favor and 39% opposed. Okay, so there's a small employment. undecided um, yeah,
0: cohort, as we say in the stats business. So, uh, I actually never say that. He made the statement, you made the statement that the, the death penalty in California is a failure. Well, yeah. nobody dies uh, on purpose. Right. They die uh, either uh, they they have heart attacks, natural causes, get a disease, whatever, old age, slip and fall and hit their head. But nobody dies because we said you got to die now. Right. So from that standpoint, which is really really where the rubber meets the road on the whole death penalty. Yeah, it's been a where the needle meets the vein. Seven hundred is it thirty six now? Something people like on that. death row in California, yeah. nobody's been executed in 13 years. The leading cause of age, honestly, this isn't a joke, is natural causes. Right. Uh, the cause of death, yeah. Um, and the, uh, the expense of sentencing somebody to death and then all the appeals and holding them on death row is mind-boggling, which is why... Lawyers weren't fighting against that. No, that's why the Trial Attorneys Association wants it to continue as it is. We sentence people to death in America, but then we never execute them. And, you know, there are anti penalty activists and all, and those people are at least honest about what they want. Uh, so, it, you know, it's funny. It, and, and there have been a couple of votes, um, you know, uh, what do you call them, referendums, and people say, no, we want to reform it and, and execute people. But voting doesn't matter in California anymore. It's a one-party system. They laugh at the idea of the will of the voters. This is a clear indication of it. It's absolutely disgusting from a Democratic point of view. On the other hand, the the current system is laughably ridiculous. Well, it's not a it's a laugh, it's a cry to quote Pink Floyd um, that these tens of millions of dollars are spent every year, taxpayer money, for nothing. Well, what's the total? It's billions I don't of know dollars. Who to root for? It's billions yeah. of dollars. Absolutely. Gavin said since uh, since we stopped actually killing people, which was thirteen years ago. Thirteen. Years with 700 and some people on death row. So Kamala Harris is out on the trail talking about this that in California it costs $75,000 a year to house an inmate. Yeah. And on the the average for the rest of the country is $33,000 a year, less than half for the rest of the country. PolitiFact checked out that and deemed it true because it is. Um, We've talked about that many times over the years. But the fact that it costs well over twice as much to have somebody in prison in California at all is a bit of a ripoff of the taxpayer. There's all kinds of reasons. But part of it is the whole death penalty. It's 90-some thousand dollars a year for somebody that's on death row. And that's aside from the incredible cost of the trial and the appeals of all that. So if that number from Kamala Harris was accurate, California spends $57 million a year running death row and never executes anybody. So you got the governor going wildly out of control and and just violating the will of the people in the legislature in a way that no American should stand for. And he's right. So who do you vote for? Who do do you root for? So if you're pro-death penalty, then uh, you're in a situation of, of where you... You decide, well, do I want to be a purist? And no, 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 you can't do this. We're going to fight it. We're going to reform it someday and actually start executing people. Or you say, look, it's just never going to happen. This is where I am. Look, it's never going to happen. You're not going to execute people in California. I'm not sure you're going to execute people in most of the country. Right. And why looking for at you, Texas. Why is the taxpayer paying for it if you're not going to execute them? Right. Right. Well, on a completely different topic. Because I, 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 I just don't know. I don't know whether to stand on my head or poop wooden nickels over this. Uh, Boy, if you could, that'd be a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd go with the nickels. I could probably get my uh, my kid into grad school. Uh, what do you do for a bag of wooden nickels? <laughs> what program can you get him into? so Jake Can I wash these off? Jake in Charlottesville is uh, in the field of battery-powered medical devices. Awesome. And is uh, rather a smart bloke and is critically interested in battery lives, often of devices that are implanted in people and that sort of thing. Um, And and says some really interesting stuff. I'm going to skip ahead to this part. As far as charge and discharge levels, there are two states that are good for a battery. Either always plugged in, which nobody does with their phone, or discharged as is realistic. The people who run their phone down to 80% then charge it to 100 repeatedly are actually shortening the overall lifespan of their batteries. To simplify the physics, I like to describe lithium-ion batteries as, as essentially sponges that hold ions. Every time you charge the battery, you're inserting charges into the crevices of that sponge. However, that insertion is really akin to shooting a bullet into that sponge. As the ion shoots by at a high velocity, finds a crevice in which to sit, it will bump into the structure of that sponge and slowly chip it away. If you only discharge the battery partially over and over again, you wind up chipping away at the same part of the sponge over and over again and make that part of the battery unable to store the charge. If you discharge the battery fully every time, you make more surface available for incoming charge and you wind up doing less damage to the whole sponge over time. Also, as the battery discharges more and more, the voltage of the battery becomes more and more nonlinear. Now we're into, right. I failed this class in high school. Uh, but the electronics that report to you that you have 89% of capacity left can make more accurate assumptions about the remaining capacity if you do what he suggested. Which is why, if you don't, you go from 40% to it's dead right. as your phone ages. Okay. So let that let that son of a gun run down. You know, have a charger with you in case you really, really need it and don't have a charger nearby, but that's good advice. Okay, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Bribery and trickery. More
3: side door tactics revealed in the nationwide college admission scandal. we got some U.S. pilots now speaking out about grounding the Boeing Max 8s and measles spreading very quickly throughout the U.S.
0: Get your kids vaccinated. Got all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. was going to do the university story that everybody's loving so much, right? People uh, rich and powerful bribing their way into the best universities. We got this text. Joe said something about a bag of wooden nickels. A bag of wooden nickels to get your kid into Des Moines Junior College, which is a pretty funny joke. But. <laughs> The, I, I really I wish we could get a cultural change. I know Mike Rowe, who we've had on the program right. many times, the guy from Dirty Jobs, he's been trying to get this going for a long time. Right. Get away from this cultural idea because it's just, it's not borne out by statistics and facts that your life is going to be better if you go to college than if you don't. And. But, Jack, the average college graduate earns a million dollars more across their lifetime. Let's, that's not an argument that everybody will benefit from. No. It. That's and just an average. There's there's flaws with that, too, because so many people don't go to college, and of that crowd, there are a lot of people who really drag that average down. Right. If you eliminated the chunk of people that are just complete losers, uh-huh. that then it, it, it even it gets a lot closer. But anyway, away from that. Um, so we've got a culture where, and Mike Rowe complains about this, because you could go out and get a truck driving job today for right. six figures, or you could get a welding job anywhere in the nation right. and buy a house and support support a family and be perfectly happy. But we've got this culture of, one, you have to go to college. Going to a four-year college is better than a two-year college. Going to a better four-year college is better than going to that four-year college and going to the Ivy League. And there are no statistics about happiness that prove that to be true. Zero. Books have been written. Articles have been written. Lectures have been given. There's zero stats to show that that's true. Right. But it's the culture and we all live it. And, and, and get all tied up in knots as we're about to hear in the news over which university, whoever's going to. One of the best points Mike has made on our show, actually, was that if you have two people in front of you, one is a college graduate yep. and works in some office making $32,000 a year, and you have a welder over here, you will put, we as a culture, will put that college graduate... Higher on the totem pole than that, that dumb Absolutely. works with his hands guy. The yeah. so works with his hands guy likes his work. He's got lots of money. He's got a really nice house. He's saving for he retirement. do that office. job anywhere in the yeah. country. Right. He decides, you know, I've always wanted to live in, I don't know, Kentucky. And he gets a welding job in Kentucky. Yeah. But because of our culture, we see him as lower, lower than that other person who's got some degree in some garbage and is, is schlepping around an office, to well, make, you know, uh, making photocopies. And it's got to contribute to the unhappiness With a no lot of people With no disrespect to the schleppers and copiers among us. Know, right, but right. it's got to contribute to the unhappiness among among young people in the country. Right. And that once you get out of that college, wait a second, the culture told me that going to this university would make me happy. Now I'm out here and I'm working a dead-end job, not in my degree, not making any money. Why and am I not? To my ears in debt, please. All right. Yeah. I even left that out. I went to a community college. I wouldn't trade that year and a half of my life for any of the years of my life. It was fantastic. Academically, socially, I loved everything about it. But we've got a culture that tells you, no, that's a miserable excuse. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's an embarrassing use of your time and money. And it costs almost nothing. Yeah. Left that with zero dollars yeah. in debt. I realize we're sucking up all the time, but for a country founded on the idea of equality, and if you work hard, you can work your way up, and a and, and, uh, classless society and the rest of it, it's a sick notion. It's a sick aspect of our culture, I think together with, you know, worshiping the president as some kind of king. There are a couple of things I'd love to change. Marshall, bring us up to speed. All right,
3: the FBI and federal prosecutors charging nearly 50 people in the largest college cheating, Including
0: seating. a woman who lorded it over me that her kid got into Georgetown and mine didn't. She was arrested yesterday. So I'm enjoying this story a little bit. Go on. All Take right. your time. Again,
3: one of those women, a personal affront to one, Joe Getty, <laughs> largest uh, college cheating scandal ever. By the way, they are saying, they're still investigating, and the prosecutors are saying you can expect more arrests. So it's ass- not over I yet. Would
0: I would assume oh, something forward to Yeah,
3: <laughs> Scammers <laughs> using bribery and flaws in the admissions system. Federal court papers detail how college entrance exam policies aimed at helping students with disabilities were exploited to enable cheating in the scandal. One of the affidavits alleges that parents were sold, or told rather, to go after disability accommodations for their children and then request the exams be given at centers where test administrators were bribed to allow a third party to facilitate cheating. So obviously in those
0: cases, the student was in on it. Yes. Yeah. As yeah. scams go, it's pretty brilliant. Morally speaking, it's unspeakable. And a lot of these yeah. other ones, the student had no idea. The parents just bribed the college. Right. They got in. Yay, yeah. hey, I get to go to USC. Sure, some of these that's... kids are shattered.
3: Court papers say clients paid 15000 to 75000 per test structured as charitable donations. So that's how they help their kid get into school. You wouldn't want your kid to well, it's all about you. I've
0: I've known enough of these people. You need your kid to...
1: Go, you, you need your kid to be going to the right university or what whatever. Would, what, I just what,
0: wish my parents had loved me that
1: much. Child's <laughs> accomplishments <laughs> are some sort of weird social accessory Yeah, for what would mm-hmm. your neighbors yes, think right? if
0: they oh, wanted to... Oh, yeah. The, the Today Show woman. I love that video if you haven't seen it. The woman on the Today Show. She almost broke up last year. My my baby is going off to USC, I think it was. and I She got in and I'm so proud of her and it sort of turned out her and her husband bribed USC to get her oh, kid oh, who had middling grades into that university and now everybody in the nation knows it? But I had a point. What was my point? I was going to go with my point. Uh, yeah. Maybe yeah. my point will come back. Uh, I had a good point, though. That's tuned for Jack's point.
3: That's a good story regardless. On another note, federal health officials are now monitoring measles cases in a dozen states. The hmm. CDC has officially confirmed nearly 230 cases of the disease over the past 10 weeks. You have outbreaks reported in New York, Illinois, Texas, Washington State, and California. The CDC said the cases are linked to unvaccinated Americans traveling to countries like Israel and Ukraine that are experiencing large measles outbreaks. You know, this is this. is. Go ahead. I was just going to say the disease spreads really quickly, prompting some lawmakers to call for maybe making the MMR
0: vaccine mandatory. This is a great parallel to what we talk about in terms of the, the softening and self-indulgence of American society that. Hard times make for tough people. You know, you look back to the, the World War II or, or what have you, the frontier. Tough people build great societies that leads to good times. Right. Good times lead to, soft, lead to softer people, and soft people lead to bad times. It's just the cycle of humanity. Well, the vaccination programs had gotten so good and so universal right. that these terrible diseases, in, in, which in some cases make babies and little kids die torturous deaths, yeah. okay, this is serious. We'd so eradicated these diseases on certain corners of the internet, especially people start saying, "Yeah, you know what? There's risks, and uh, it's it's not worth it. It's totally not worth it." We were soft people, and and right. had forgotten these terrible, dreaded childhood right. diseases. Yeah, where, where you didn't have let to let down our guard, where you didn't have to pray every night that your kid doesn't get sick and right. die. Like right. and people have since the dawn of time. Right. right? Measles? What
3: measles? I don't know anybody with measles, so right. we don't need to get vaccinated. There's no risk. Yeah. At your news, I'm
0: Marshall Phillips. Here I'm strong getting show the conscience of the nation. So you're probably going to die in a plane crash today. So oh, easy now. What the, the question before us is that new Boeing jet, the 737 Max Eight, is it safe It's a coin flip it? whether it goes down or not. The Boeing coin flip—that's what I call it. Anyway, uh, I'll probably be sued for that. So been Nice knowing you. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to Larry. Uh, I'm sorry, Laurie Ar- Aratani of the Washington Post transportation reporter about the plane. Did you know uh, most of the European countries have said no, that thing can't fly here. I find that interesting. That almost every country on earth is grounded the plane, but the United States, ah, they're fine. Hmm. What is that all about? Hmm. Stay tuned
1: to the Armstrong and Getty show.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
2: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. We had a business meeting yesterday with a guy who flew in on one of those uh, danger planes from Boeing. Mm. And uh, the Boeing coin flip, according to some published reports. I guess uh, I said it. I think I would get on a plane today and not really think much about it at all. No, no, me too. Lori Aratani is a transportation reporter for the Washington Post and joins us. Greetings, Lori. How are you?
2: I'm fine. How are you guys?
0: Good, thanks. So, uh, listen, we've been following the story of the Boeing 737 MAX jet. It's a beautiful new jet full of high-tech, but a couple of notable crashes lately. Um, And and I think it's notable that uh, the European uh, authorities have grounded the thing, but not the U.S. What's happening there?
2: Right, and now we're waiting to hear on Canada. I think in in just a few minutes, Canada is going to announce what action that they may take regarding the MAX 8. Um, You know, the investigation is continuing. Um, As you mentioned, this is a relatively new jet. It's the newest version of the 737. But two crashes in five months, I think, has some flyers very jittery, and certainly a lot of our allies around the world jittery about allowing this plane to operate.
0: One thing I'm not seeing in the stories, Lori, and I wonder if you have a, a, a grasp of it, is the specific technology that's suspected. I've read about this a little bit. The sensor that might not be working right
2: yeah there's an issue with what they call the angle of attack sensor, which is which sounds very scary, but it is a sensor that is basically tells you the position of the plane's nose um This plane has a lot of um a lot of technology aboard it. I think the president had tweeted about that yesterday, but essentially that was
0: an embarrassing it, tweet. It was a little silly, <laughs> but let's not get distracted. <laughs>
2: But what happened in the case of the Lion Air jet is that this sensor tells you the position of the plane's nose, and then there's so the plane is equipped with software that helps auto correct based that will kick in an auto correct if it's got a concern about where the nose is pointing. So in in this case, in the in the case of the Lion Air crash, um, it indicated that the that the plane the plane's nose was pointing. Uh, let's see, I think it was pointing up.
3: Yeah, too so high. It tried
2: to correct it to point down and it wasn't and then the pilots were trying to get the plane to go back no. up and that and they couldn't override the system. We don't yet know, right? There are a lot of parallels. It's the same aircraft. You know, it happened the crash both crashes happened shortly after takeoff. Um, and both I think in both instances there were these reports of the planes having trouble maintaining altitude kind of and that's bucking, going I've up heard. and down. Yeah, right. Yeah. But we we don't yet know if it's if it's the same if it's the same technology if it's the same sensor or, or I suppose it, it's bad either way. But if it turns out it's not the same thing, then you've got a whole another problem. Right. That you've Got to figure out going on with this aircraft.
0: So I'm interested um, in why so many countries have grounded in the United States in that. Hasn't is, it, is are there some factors at play that we're not aware of? Money, I, I, this, that, uh, lobbying. I mean, if you Canada, okay, they got one flight a day from Moose Knuckle to Toronto. It's oh, not hey going to disrupt. He's, come on, the economy. Canadian bias. To do that, but you shut down, you know, something like that in the United States, that's a big deal.
2: Well, there are any one of a number of theories, and I, I think when China was the first to come out, there was, you know, we're in this trade dispute. You know, China, too, has a, seven, a sort of version of a 737 that they would like to market and sell in so they could stand to benefit that, to benefit from this. But, of course, when other countries, including including the entire European Union, came on, they are different theories. Um, you know, some folks say these are relatively new aircraft, so they're generally not a huge part of an airline's fleet. So if you ground them, it may it's, it'll cause inconvenience certainly to some passengers. But because it's not such a huge part of the fleet, the economic consequences aren't going to be as significant. Right. You know, yeah. other people say, you know, this is an American manufactured plane, right? FAA did the certification, so it's possible that FAA knows knows things about this plane. Okay, they're just more FAA's confident in their own work. not right. sure. Right. You know, and well, and so I know, Lori.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I know, having read your stuff, that the FBA, uh, not the the FAA. It really says, listen, we're data driven. We're all about data and science, and we don't have data showing us this plane is actually a problem. I, I would say two crashes in five months is I- enough data to be pretty concerned. But I guess they are. Would you concerned. Would you get on that plane today and fly it without worry?
2: I I worry every time I fly, and I cover okay. transportation.
1: You're a nervous flyer. Hey, <laughs> That's that. me,
2: right? Um, we write about what goes wrong. So but it generally, you know, as as folks always remind us, even on you know, on subways, on trains, you know, those are pretty safe methods of transportation. You know, I drive every day and that's not probably you
1: No, know, it's, ing- it's incredibly unsafe right. compared to
2: methods, flying.
0: Lori so, right. Aratani, transportation reporter from the Washington Post. Lori, you're terrific. It was great to talk to you. Thanks.
2: Thanks. Bye you bye. know, sometimes yeah, you well, have
0: she's great, sometimes you charming have, gal. Sometimes you have two no hitters in a week in baseball, and everybody tries to figure out the reason why. And so right. sometimes no trend. sometimes the reason why is just coincidentally, statistically, it just happened two in a week as opposed to two in five years. Right. Listen, I don't want to sound uh, you know uh, developed world belligerent. They were a couple of third world airlines. Um, they might not put enough gas in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going to say, but. Uh, I understand that Boeing has like retrofitted the software for the sensor because you can't have the plane fighting the pilots and the pilots saying we need to go up and the plane is saying oh, no, I think my nose needs to be down. Well, you
1: know where the nose is now in the ground. Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, it is. And 350 people gone. Mm. That's not right. That many people will die in the next three All days right. what in American car crash. Why do you always bring that up? Because I don't know. I don't know. He's I a nihilist,
1: do. Joe. He believes in nothing. <laughs>
0: I do. I don't know why I do. <laughs> Say what you want about the Tenets of National Service. So- <laughs> All right, no so, no big Lebowski riffs.
1: Earlier in not the show. Not
0: allowed. Earlier in the show, if you were not listening at a different point of the show, Joe said, I don't remember what we're talking about, but he said, By the way, something. He said, By the way, something. Right. Which always makes me laugh. Speaking of references to somewhat obscure comedy. Why does that make me laugh? It's because of this clip. From the Larry King Show, from many many years ago, back when Larry King did his radio show. Yes, yeah, his overnight show. And somebody was—I used to love Larry King's late night He's radio a great show. Great It was so good. Yeah, real pro. Um, but anyway, he he'd get prank callers now and then, <laughs> and this was one of them.
3: I just noticed something that in one of your interviews with John Candy, I believe it looked like an older interview. You had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that?
0: I uh, don't wear a wig, sir.
3: Paint your bald spot.
1: What bald spot?
3: You paint your bald spot?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows.
0: You paint your bald spot?
1: I don't have a bald
0: spot.
3: How come you had less hair on the tape?
0: Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. You paint... By the way, something. What do you care? Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? you hmm, sick of... <laughs>
1: heard that a thousand times. Oh. And it's everybody's funny now as the first time I heard it. What do you care? By the way, something. What do you care? <laughs> you you paint your bald spot.
0: Sick. Sick. Oh, my God. That's so funny. If, who is Has that guy ever been identified? <laughs> he should get... He He's America's greatest comedy genius.
1: He should you get out of that award the president the Kennedy puts Kennedy Center net. of yeah. Honors, exactly. yeah. <laughs> If whenever it happens, when my time on this planet has passed, and, and somebody is, has to eulogize me or needs to speak at a funeral, and you don't know what to say, you can just play that. Just right. Play that at my funeral, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I'd that'd... be perfectly happy with that. Paint your bald spot guy should have been standing next to Steve Martin
0: at the Kennedy Center, yeah, exactly. getting a medal hung around his neck by the president. We have Steve Martin, of course, the great comedian. It's not, not his over. body of and work. paint your bald spot guy. <laughs> it's not his body of work. It's this one twenty-second clip. That was good enough. And also a lesson It's like than Neil Armstrong. What else did he
1: do? Your Uncle Neil. <laughs> Nothing. That, that <laughs> guy did s- on the moon. Stayed on point. He, he oh, yeah. could not that be budged off it. After
0: the back and forth of <laughs> the argument, then one more. Paint your balls, <laughs> <laughs> By Bite away something. Sick. Sick. Bite away something. We've been mentioning this throughout the day. If you're up on our whole battle to get the University of California professor who, who advocates killing cops... Fired he's advocated for that repeatedly and will not recant uh, there is a, a rally allegedly at the University of California Davis Friday at noon local time go get him no violence of course, never any violence, but uh, righteous outrage yes, please. can't have a sicko like that teaching our kids. Get the hell out of here! Thank you, Mr. President. His endorsement. Got this text. If they can't get the 737 AI stuff right, artificial intelligence stuff right, where there are no random dogs that must be accounted for or strollers crossing in front of the road, aren't we years away from autonomous cars that won't kill people?
1: I wonder. I wonder, too. That's not a terrible point. That's not. Also, the goal of autonomous cars isn't necessarily to kill no people. It's... To kill fewer people than regular cars. are Good RPG. point. A little margin for error. Who are we to oh demand perfection, geez. huh? Is I'll it... only demand perfection when I can
0: provide it. I used to say that. Will it be more annoying? Not that you're annoyed when you get killed, but um, or a loved one is killed. The
1: worst. <laughs> <laughs> what am I dead? You're up there
0: <laughs> whining to Jesus about it. It was unbelievable. <laughs>
1: I suppose it doesn't make any difference. I was just thinking there's something weird, there's something worse about a
0: computer error killing me than somebody blowing through a stoplight. But I suppose there's no difference. I've not been deceased, well, so I would be guessing. Paint your bald spot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a bald spot. <laughs> Sick. Sick. By the way, something. <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> That's awesome. I'll tell you what. I hope this college scandal grows. I want more people I know who've been hoity-toity all these years. The Germans have a word for that, Jack. Schadenfreude. It's It's my favorite hobby. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.